How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. For the confetti. KK? I don't know. Ready for the confetti? <laughs> if you're talking about confetti cake. Ooh. I could go for some confetti cake. You know, confetti. I mean, I could go for any cake. It's such a fucking annoyance. Why? Wait, confetti cake is an annoyance? No, confetti, confetti. Oh, confetti, confetti. Wait, are we recording? We are recording. Oh, well, welcome <laughs> to episode 211. 211, yes. Sir. 211. Yes. I, got, I got mixed up in the 70s, like yeah. 170. You no, know. You, you thought that we, you could not get the 70s. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode <laughs> 211. 211. 211. What's a 211? That's not a thing. It's not. No, I dialed 411 the other day, though. It still works. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, can you imagine when Mary J. Blige's album is completely irrelevant, oh, the yeah. title? Kids will be like, what's the 411? Oh, they'd probably be like, what area code is that? <laughs> that that would probably be their first you know, thing. You know what? That's so funny now. I hadn't thought about that. Like, a kid who's maybe 16, 17 year, years old that discovers... listens to Mary J. Blige's album, What's the 411, which is one of like the greatest right. albums they, ever. They'll probably read it at What's the 411. Yeah, What's the 411. Like, they're not going to get... What that means. Yep. Oh. Aww. 
But that's why they listen to us, so we can educate the children. Educate. Yes, that is what we do here. <laughs> but let me tell you. Listen, we, listen, let's learn. We educate the children. Yes. Now that Whitney's no longer here, we must take up that, you know. How is everybody? How is everybody's week? We're, in, we're officially in summer. It's a, it was a kind of a weird week because, you know, Monday was off and yeah. some people actually had off Tuesday as well. Yeah. And then you had to cram it all into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Somehow. at work. <laughs> meet your numbers or whatever it is yeah, you have to meet. It was like, it's so annoying. And do your Zoom calls. It's Zoom. That's, that's verbiage now. Zoom. That's true. Zoom has become the new Google. Oh, you mean in terms of the verb? Right. Like Google it. Google it. Google right. it. Right. Nobody used to say nothing it. it. Or Bing it. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> or InfoSeek it. Yeah, no, not a thing. Or AOL it. Did you Netscape it? <laughs> oh my gosh, the other day, this was so funny. Not the other day, a couple of weeks ago when uh, Internet Explorer went away. You know, went away um, after 20-some years. There was this guy that, that's, I'm friends with him on Instagram, that he posted something about Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like a tombstone. And it's that Internet Explorer. Oh, like, the, right. 1994, here lies, through twenty twenty two, And I said to him, oh, and, and this guy's sort of tech savvy. And I said to him, oh, you know, I remember the days it was just Internet Explorer and Netscape Navigator. And he's right. like, what's that? And I'm like, you don't know what Netscape Navigator is? And then I'm like, oh, you're like 28. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. You forget. Yeah, that happens to me a lot, actually, with my trainer. Because he's 26. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> so then I'll say it's things like, and it's like... It's like, oh. okay, he's 26. Yeah. Okay, so when Windows 95 came out, it meant nothing to him. No. <laughs> he had no concept of language. His, his, his old school Windows is probably like Windows XP. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, there wasn't always a start button? No, there wasn't. I See, like the other day, we're at the gym. They were playing Usher. They were playing Yeah. And he's like... Oh man, I love like this, you know, like this retro music, and I, and I was like, oh, retro, like that's that's such a good song. Though. That's a great song, but I was like, the he was like, yeah, I love this retro music, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it just hit me right here. Yeah, and no, and to me, yeah, by Usher, like is that's new. Co- that's newish. Is new, that's right? 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 Era Usher, right? These are my confessions. You know what I learned about that song? Confessions well, by Usher. What did you learn? So he, this is the learn part of the show. <laughs> this is the learn, especially okay. if you're into you know R and B music and hip hop, hip hop music. But. So Confessions by Yeah, uh, by, by Usher by Yeah. Uh, <laughs> confessions, the song Confessions. <laughs> these are my confessions. Yes. Just when I say okay, that song, although it's sung by Usher, okay, it's written by Jermaine Dupri, and really, it's about Janet. <gasps> Oh. Yeah. Isn't that messed up? Wow. I don't know if that makes me like the song more or like hate it now. Because it's like, oh my God, it's about Janet and we love Janet. That's true. Right? But then it's, oh, it's but about it, Janet. Right. It depends on <laughs> right. It depends on how you look at it, right? It's like, it's about Janet. Or, oh, it's about Janet. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's sort of like when I said the other day when Beyonce came out with her new song. I'm like, I'm so conflicted because on the one hand, it's like, okay, it's fun and happy Beyonce right. again. So you're but welcome. on the other right. hand, it's kind of like, oh, but like I wanted to know where her evolution. Right, what was like, next? What was next? Well, I told you, she's already getting to older dance diva territory. <laughs> no, no, she still has story arcs in her videos in her. 
but does she have romantic int- leads? That's that's the question. But y- y- yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, that was a good album. Confessions. That's a good album by Usher. That good album. Yes. Yeah, to me, like old Usher is nice and slow. You make me wanna. You make me wanna. That was the Even, single, right? You, you make me wanna. Well, first big single, shall we yes. say? Breakthrough single. Uh, Usher actually had albums when he was a teenager. Like, when I mean teenager, I mean like 14. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, like... Because Usher is our age, and when yeah, that song yeah, yeah. came out, he was like 17. When when Nice and... You when make You Make Me Wanna came out, he was, he like, was 16? like 17, 17? 18. Um, and he had albums before that. Oh, okay. But he used to go by, you know, his full name, Usher Raymond. Usher Raymond. Yeah. But um, we miss Usher. Where is Usher, by the way? <laughs> he was doing some shows in Vegas. He has a residency, too. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it's still doing a residency, but since he's not Madonna, it was a residency. But was it a residency? Uh, he's not Madonna, so yes. Right. Anyone other than Madonna, it's a residency. But then also, the term residency is very loose nowadays because it's like, oh, I'm doing a residency for oh, a week I'm, and a half. I'm doing three shows a week for a month. Like, right. So are you really doing a residency? Right. Like residency is like Celine Dion. They built the Coliseum for right, you. Right. That she, um, mind, she just lives at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Well, in, she lives no, in Vegas. No, in the, no, but in, I mean, like, in the, the hotel. When yeah. they build an arena for you, that's, that, a, residency. that's a commitment. That's that is a, yes. Yes. You can't, you can't walk away from that. No. <laughs> that, that's tremendo commitment. That so. is a tremendo commitment. Anyway. So before we start with our shenanigans, I kind of wanted Too to late. <laughs> shenanigans address something that I said in last week's episode because, you know, one of the things that Ish and I strive to do on our show is that when we say certain things, you know, um, we try to be correct. We hope for accuracy. But in the event that we're not, I think accountability and, you know, taking back something that you said or at the very minimum acknowledging that there's another side to the story or there's more to it it, it is a big part in owning what you say you know because so, 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 so in other words welcome to corrections corner corrections <laughs> corner um, pero let me tell yes. you <laughs> instead of last sodas today we're having corrections, corrections corner. corner so last week i said that i talked about bhutan yes and i had mentioned how bhutan was um in all these lists as like the happiest near utopia country on earth that people in Bhutan are super happy that it, they're so happy that like the government of Bhutan has a limited limited amount of um, tourists and all mm-hmm. that and you know and I had seen this from some pretty credible sources I believe there was a whole thing on CBS Sunday morning which you drink know, is my <laughs> is my holy grail <laughs> who had eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. At least I didn't say the view, right? <laughs> Who had um, nine minutes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Drink. Exactly. Anyway, you know, these are pretty reputable sources, right? This right. is CBS or ABC. Right. Um, and I had also read it again in like very big sources. So right. it's like everything, you know, I think most of us know that even if we read something in a publication that is a well-known publication right. there's always a certain side another side to it but we often many times assume that this is either the truth right. or it's it's been run through you know people looking at to make sure how that it's a, a, a truthful enough yes so um yesterday or last week after our show aired we actually got uh 
some DMs from uh, a listener, Pero Primo. Mm -hmm. um, and we actually really do invite this type of stuff because, yeah. you know... In, we don't in, know what in, we don't in, know. In, 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 th in this listener texting us, I learned something that I didn't know. Right. And then I can go ahead and talk about it like we're talking about it now. So she... she uh, spoke to me and and she told she told us she sent him some dms that um bhutan actually has a lot of human rights abuses abuses oh, shit. and um it's very hush hush but bhutan up until the 1980s late 1980s okay. early 1990s so was accused and there was alleged ethnic cleansing what Yes. Shit, yo. Yes, with the Nepal, what they call the Nepalese, which apparently From, is an ethnic okay. group in 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 um Nepal in in um Bhutan, Bhutan. and there was ethnic uh, cleansing, and there is gross um uh, human rights violations. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, and it it there were there were laws by the government, especially like in as I said in the late eighties and nineties, that were flat out discriminatory against these groups because oh. they wanted to get rid of them so it was, they a, didn't it want was them the a, like a, like a rwanda situation they wanted them out of the country and whatever whatever it took right right and the person who reached out to us this was a friend of hers who was from bhutan oh sea, so no es cuento right uh, uh, somebody who was from bhutan right. she was now living in the united states but she was from bhutan oh, and she um she the the her friend the that was from Bhutan mm -hmm. would say she got so upset she would get so upset when she would hear these stories of Bhutan being the happiest place on earth right. because she's like that is propaganda that the government is doing all over the world to sell this image of Bhutan being this paradise and this right. place where people are really happy and it's not and sounds familiar and that's exactly Doesn't what I was going to say I was like I completely get it because. That is the biggest argument that we have as Cubans. Yep. That we Especially know, as we're gearing up on the first anniversary of July 11th. We know the truth about Cuba. We know what goes on in Cuba. We see it. We've heard it. You know, we know it from our families. We know it from their lived experience. You know, I always make that whole spiel. Lived experience. Yeah, a, a ti no te but to the rest of the world, Cuba is this paradise, you know, trapped in time. Where right. you go and you have a mojito while you look at your Chevy right. in this beautiful, beautiful Spanish architecture. Because it hasn't been ruined. It hasn't been ruined by Western, you know, the, the, um, culture or whatever, right? right? So, I, I, I was like, you know what? Yes, thank you for letting us know. So, yeah, apparently, you know, Bhutan is not the paradise that many people say is, it is has or it improved I since the 80s 90s well or? from what i read because i did a little bit of research on it it, mm. it it has improved in so far that there may not be ethnic cleansing anymore well that's a step forward right but there's still a lot of discrimination going on and okay. a lot of human rights violations, violations. In, in in there so you know I think that it's important. This again, this came from somebody who lived in Bhutan and whose family is from Bhutan. Right. So I think that a person's lived experience that is kind of trumps everything. That trumps everything yeah. else. Yeah. That trumps yeah. whatever show on CB report on, on CBS Sunday morning, morning. Exactly. Whatever article the New whatever York Times meme. read. Whatever stuff you read right. on you know right. on uh, LonelyPlanet.com. You know uh, all that it right. trumps it. So. Right. 
uh, you know, to our listener, thank you so much yes. for letting us know. And to our other listeners, you know, read upon Bhutan, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, yeah. um, because I think it's important for people to have a well-round well it's important to have a well-rounded image of anything and everything right. just but you know if i'm right. gonna go out here and say one week hey bhutan is like paradise on earth people and somebody tells you otherwise <laughs> and, and the reality is quite different than you know to a lot of people yeah. then that's something that needs to be called out and right. you know people can you know if you're interested read further and look right. into it further but yeah, i but, thought it was very important to course correct well no i agree with you 100 percent. i think that's something that you know we take pride in here which is we will talk about something and then if we were wrong or we found out additional you know information that that colors things a little differently you know we're not afraid to come back and, and maybe change our minds or, or revisit based on the new information that we have in front of right, us right because like if you you know if you hear somebody say something about like the united states right mm. You know, the United States, there's inequities to a lot of different people, of right? Can you have a good life? Yeah, depending on who you are and what you are and what you do, right? right? Um, but when you hear something like, you know, ethnic cleansing, I, right. that's not a... That, there's no gray area in that, right? That's not there's a discrimination. Not, right, right, there, That's right. not like ethnic cleansing light. Right. It's like... <laughs> You know, if, if a country or a government, well, there is a monarchy, it's a constitutional right, 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 monarchy, right. is accused of ethnic cleansing, I mean... Yeah, they're not just trying to make it so you can't get ahead. I mean, we can't... Where do you go from there? Yeah, like, that's... The, uh, I mean, I don't know where... Uh, I don't yeah. think there is anywhere you can go yeah, after that. that, that you that's You just acknowledge so, it and, and so move right. on. Yeah. So that's a, that's a very big... Um, it's a very big no-no, and it's a, it's a, it's a very big uh, awakening, I think, to other people who are not familiar with Bhutan right. or are familiar with Bhutan and the culture and you know the living there. That our knowledge is based on what you would say is more entertainment-based, yeah, um, reports it, and all that, or tourism. Tourism I, again, because we know how what the world thinks of Cuba. Yes, and we do. People's image of the of Cuba is, I mean, yes, Cuba does have beautiful beaches and oh, you know, I, know. Culture, I mean, I'm not taking that but, away from it, but but, but that's, that's not the not reality the of uh, the everyday Cuban citizen, right? Right? You know, yeah, well, say. most Cuban citizens so. cannot go to the, uh, yes, you know, so. touristy places so there we and go. all that. Hi. Uh, well, you know who's maybe not having that great of a week right now, oh. Mr. Boris Johnson. Beat across the pond. Yes. I hope he takes time now to go get a decent haircut. That's <laughs> oh, all I want. I think that's his shtick. It is his shtick. I mean, that's his his whole, you know. He got booted. It's so interesting he, how that he, works in the UK. It, he, it, he left before they asked him to leave, essentially. Well, yes Because he no. resigned, quote unquote. Well, quote well unquote. yes and no. So, do you know how that works, the parliamentary? Um... I, it, basically, it's your, your party wins... And then within your party, they designate who's going to be in charge. Yes, but it's also based on confidence. So, for example, Margaret Thatcher, the mm -hmm. to some great Margaret Thatcher, also and, resigned. And to some, the devil, Margaret Thatcher. Right. right. She also resigned. Oh, right, I but mean, I give her as an example because she's iconic. Right, whether, right, right, you know, right, right. Whether you love her or hate her, right, right, you, know, right. you know who she is. She's iconic, right? right and right. she was she was the, the head of, of the United Kingdom for... Uh, for she was the the same party, right? The Tories. A, I forgot what party was she. I forgot she was what conservative. party she was. Yes, um, but it basically over there, and I'm not an expert in British, you know, parliamentary. Despite um, my ability to get the slang right, right. Um, but basically, what happens is if you 
are given if you don't receive a vote of confidence okay that means you lost your party oh okay you resign. okay okay and that's one of the things that happened with 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 Boris, Boris Johnson like he, he he they lost no vote it was a I think a he vote, vote of no confidence I think it was of. like I think he won he did get it but like one like a hair but it was like the writing was on the wall no actually it says that the, what had happened was the bulk of it and a bunch of his people had actually resigned as well they had to resign as in, well yeah in protest yeah. of him right it's it's a confidence like that's right. how they do it in the British parliamentary right 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 you know um, it's a vote of confidence right. and then when you lose it you resign right, right? even though you're being booted Yes, it's a it's a very British upper lip way of doing that is it, true. right? That is We're not going to fire you. No, 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 So, truth be told, this shouldn't surprise you. I love to watch the BBC, mm-hmm. and I have to go to bbc.co.uk because if not, you go to bbc.com, and I don't want the American news. I want the British news. Right. And I also have the app on my Fire Stick for skynews.com oh, okay. where I watch the new it's Sky News is like their equivalent mm-hmm. of CNN. Yes. So it's on all day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes for fun I just watch it. So I actually love to watch the British Parliament in action. Ellos? Oh yeah, they don't give a fuck. Ahí toda la finura. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Mucho resignation. Ahí de esa gente se dicen de todo. Clutching the pearls with their little with wigs, the wigs, it goes out the window. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, we, they talk about Americans being barbarians. Like we, I mean, listen, watch their C-SPAN. Okay, listen. When when some years back, when Barack Obama was uh, obviously still president, that he was giving a, the State of the Union address, and I forgot which politician it was that said, "You lie." Uh-huh. People were like, "Oh, up they in lost their arms shit, yeah. because that had never happened." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Whoa." Bro, watch the British yeah. parliamentary session. Turn on Sky News. Ellos no se tiran una piedra because like, <laughs> they, don't they don't have, have it. one. Right, right. And I think I think it's hilarious because again, it's the British that they're so proper. Right. And, you know, we don't. You know, the British upper lip. Right. You know, aristocracy. We're, yes, and, we're so yes, like yes. Refined, refined. Yes. Not those, those treasonous those, Americans. Those trailer park Americans. Right. Yes. Um, and, oh man! So I kind of watch it for fun time sometimes, you know. Okay, it's not a bad thing to watch. Yeah, it's also good to know how the British government works. Exactly, you know? it's not so. a bad thing. But no, my favorite part though is um, so there was I guess protests or something outside, mm-hmm. and there was a guy there <laughs> during the entire thing. He was playing the Yakety Sax, the song from Benny Hill. Don't look back. No, 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 no. That one? No, not Yakety Yak. Oh, Yakety Sax, the Benny Hill. Uh, the- <laughs> The one from Stewie? Yes, uh-huh, dun, that one. Dun, 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 so you're wa- the thing is, it was so loud that you're watching some of like the BBC reporters like being all you know stoic and being like, "I'm here in front of Ten Downing Street." In the background, you hear like, and it's it's wonderful. I'm like, that's because he was playing it like out loud, right? Oh, at all that. Okay, you know what? I And it was at the request of Hugh Grant. Are you serious? Okay, this gets even better. Like. At the request of you, yes. Grant. <laughs> oh, you know, we love those Brits. Yes. I'm telling you, people say that I'm an Anglophile. The and reason you are. why I love British culture is because their sense of humor is like nothing else. Like right. it's it's what they call wicked. It's it's deadpan like it kid the thing also it's, you have to appreciate the it. thing about British sense of humor is that it's camp. It's, it's campy. It's, it's dry camp. And Americans don't do camp. 
we don't really get it over here uh, because because we we look at camp as something that's cheesy and beneath us uh, the only people the only like something like drag queen culture and all that obviously right, right. is very camp they, right like right. that whole lane gets yes, it yes, gets yeah, it yeah. but aside from some groups, and and here camp is considered very gay because of that, whereas it's not in the UK. In the UK, right, that's camp just is camp. Humor. Camp right. is just camp. Right. Right. But it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it, how Americans just don't get, generally, right, don't right. get camp. Yeah. And as people say, ex- explain camp. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. Like, I can't. Wasn't that the theme at a Met Gala once? Camp? I mean, whatever it was, Madonna showed up opposite right she, 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 <laughs> she showed up with a mind she, exactly <laughs> actually that would have probably been the most on theme she was ever <laughs> that's true <laughs> right. um they they don't so th- that's why i find so you know what i think is so interesting about now that you said benny hill mm-hmm. is that so you you probably as a kid watched Benny Hill. Yeah, it was on PBS. Right, and so did I. My right. parents loved Benny Hill. A My lot of grandfather loved Cubans Benny Hill. Cubans loved Benny Hill. How did that happen? Uh, Cubans loved Benny Hill. You're right. How, how, did they play Benny Hill in Cuba? I'm thinking they had to have. Well, I mean, yeah, because he was from this. I mean, the ones we were watching were old already. Like, and they were like from the late 60s, 70s. They were from the, yeah, 70s. So, I mean, they weren't pre-revolution, but they were in color. So. Right, right, no, but what I mean is that, like, you know, it, it could have existed in Cuba because it's it's British, so I mean, right, it was an American, right, right, technically, so, not a Yankee, so yeah, right. not a Yankee, huh? Because I mean, my parents and my family loved Benny Hill, and I, I I think about it, like listeners, like, did your parents like Benny Hill? Like, I well, part of the Benny Hill appeal, at least to a certain demographic of of older Cuban men, with which I will I will drop my grandfather into, you know, he had a lot of. Scantily dressed ladies and and so did Porcel, but that's what that's where I was going. I'm so like, was Benny Hill and Porcel, yes. No, Porcel was Argentinian, yes. But uh, was Porcel la after la gatita de Porcel? Well, Porcel was. I I imagine Porcel was. I I don't know too much the career Probably trajectory of Porcel, but. Porcel had La Gatica Porcel show, I remember, on Telemundo in the early 90s. Right. And by that time, he was like, an, you know, everybody. Sí, ya era Porcel. So he probably was, his heyday was probably in the 70s. Right. Right? Um, la, yeah. La a la cama con Porcel. A la cama. A la cama. <laughs> well, if your 26-year-old trainer is not going to get that. Has no right. idea what this is. But yeah. again, how did Cubans end up liking Benny Hill? Yeah, because... I understand the English language, and I don't understand what they're saying sometimes. Because so, sometimes they have a very thick so British accent. So does this mean that like twenty-five-year-olds who watch one of my favorite scenes of Family Guy, that's have one of the sexy parties? <laughs> they appreciate they appreciate it just for the randomness of the right. But they don't get the reference, or maybe some do. Maybe some do, but I don't think most. I remember that Benny Hill always used to start with a shot of the church. The, yeah, everybody thinks it's the capital, but it's not. It's a church in London, and it used to end with with uh, I forget what the studio was, but it was the the mirror image of the Thames. Yes, yeah, yes. Benny Hill. I didn't think we were going to be talking about <laughs> Benny Hill on episode two eleven. But let me tell you, but we it just proves the point that we've said many times, guys. We don't script this show. We we uh, retracted our statement of Bhutan, <laughs> and, then we went and to Benny somehow Hill. we ended on Benny Hill. So okay, As so one I, I have to tell you, this is not even a topic. Something that blew my mind the other day. Okay.
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We know things can feel overwhelming from jobs to family to relationships, even finances. And despite the stigma from Hispanic families about airing our dirty laundry, we can all use someone to talk to during those moments of stress. Well, we're here to remind you that there's no shame in admitting that you need to speak with someone to work towards improving mental well-being. That's where BetterHelp comes in to, well, help. A customized online therapy provider, they offer therapy options on your time, whether it's via phone, video, text, or even live chat sessions with a therapist. BetterHelp's customized approach matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours, based on what you're experiencing to help you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. Everyone deserves to be happy, and BetterHelp has helped millions take their first step on that path. That's betterhelp.com slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast episode. I think I mentioned it to you in passing, but then I started looking at pictures of it. So, just blew my mind. It, like, Okay. When I was a kid in Cypress Elementary School, right? Okay. In the 80s. Cypress was an old school. Like, I think Cypress was built, my, my school, in the 50s. Right? That makes sense. Probably the first elementary school in this area. Right. And um, I remember when you used to enter the cafeteria, it said cafetorium. It, it, the sign over the door said cafetorium. And I always thought that cafetorium was an old school way of saying cafeteria. Right? <laughs> Right, hold on. Before I, my, so okay, so fast forward, you know, like thirty years. It's a Tristan <laughs> school, right? Tristan school, the which was probably Tristan school looks newer. It was probably built in like the sixties, early seventies. Um, his school has a cafeteria, and it says cafeteria. Okay, right. So I'm like, okay, why does why do some schools say cafeteria and some say cafetorium? Blew my mind. My school had a stage. Yeah, so did mine. Right? So did and, and our cafetorium was enormous. Right? High ceilings. You know, obviously the tables. And at the end was like the lunch lines. Right, right But right. it did have a stage. Yeah. And then it, I looked it up. And cafetorium is both a cafeteria and an auditorium. And it blew my mind. You did not know like, this? Poof. You didn't know I this. I can't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my head is big, but you know, <laughs> there's only so much information. Yes. I can, right, 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 right. Blew my mind. Like it took. I was like numb for like ten minutes. I was like, and I started looking up cafetoriums online. Like I'm like, this is a cafetorium. This is like my I school. I love elementary that you school. didn't know that. Not a clue. I just thought it was a very old, like way. olden times. Like we're going to the cafetorium to have supper. You know. Like, <laughs> Like, who the hell says supper, right? Like, actually, I know a lot of people that say supper. But, you know. Right. I thought it was like a very old. For a luncheon. Right, right. To say cafeteria. That's hilarious. And it's like, oh my God, it's a cafeteria and an auditorium. Like, oh, wow. And it makes total sense. It's like genius, actually. 
You know, that they Do you want more cafetoriums? I, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, how did you know it was a cafetorium? Did you know seven-year-old, you know... No, no, no. I didn't say that I knew this when it was happening. Okay. I'm just saying I, I, I didn't just find out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see why I, apo- I, apo- I apologize for not sharing that I knowledge see with you why earlier. You have a cafetorium because you're, where you went to elementary school, the layout and the building is very similar to my elementary school. Oh yeah, our elementary schools are like the yes. are like it's a kit. <laughs> That's like we went to Riviera Middle School. Have you ever seen Rockway? It's exactly the same. Oh, I haven't. Exactly the same. It's it's literally the same building. That's like W.R. Thomas here in Miami. The school with no windows. The prison. Yeah, there's like 10 schools that look like that. Right, but you know why, right? Why? Because W.R. Thomas was created during a time where... It's a great hurricane shelter. They were, well, okay, there's that, but I don't think that's the reason. It was uh, The reason was actually they, they were trying to build schools in a way that would create less distractions for students. And so the idea was if you remove windows, they can't look outside, they're not distracted, they will be able to focus more on, on their work. Wow how psychology has changed in yes. a few days. When I think of W.R. Thomas, I think of karate, but that's something else. Well, so do I. Yeah. That's where we took <laughs> You know, we probably met there too and we don't even know We it. don't know it. I'm sure we did. <laughs> I'm sure we did. Because <laughs> it was Frank, right? Frank, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and my brother too. Like, We probably hung out. <laughs> we probably tested together for all right, I know. Right. Like, I'll so, look through some random so old yes, picture. Listeners, how many <laughs> of you, pictures. how many of you knew what a cafetorium was? <laughs> well, it depends, I think, also on your age, because I, I don't think I think that maybe schools now don't like don't have that combination. Well, because the thing is that when Newer I was in schools. school, people used to say we're going to the cafeteria. Yeah, we didn't say cafeteria. Nobody called it a cafeteria. No, it's just that I always noticed that above the door it said cafeteria. Oh, I don't know if mine ever said that, but right, I always noticed it. And again, I just like oh, you know, this was when the school was built in 1950. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was a bomb shelter in a cafeteria. This was before the Kennedy years, right. like you know. <laughs> The Kennedys changed everything. This was the Eisenhower area era that they built this school. Mamie used to love cafetoriums. Yes. So, so yeah. So there you go. That's another learn part of today. Yes. You learned, listeners, what the word cafetorium means. I feel like a Sesame Street segment. Like cafetorium, auditorium, cafeteria, cafetorium. Smush it together. It's a cafetorium. I think they should bring it back. I don't know that it's gone away necessarily. I just don't know. No, Chico, but commercially, have a cafetorium. You know, Mira, you can have a buffet. Okay. I'm I'm already in. Like something like the Golden Corral. Okay. And what happens is that you have, yeah, you have a buffet line at the end, and then you have the tables in the middle, and then you have a stage. So Chuck E. Cheese. Where different choruses <laughs> and different performing arts of elementary, of, you know, high schools uh-huh. and all that around the city can come and perform at your leisure so, while you eat your fried chicken. So Chuck and- E. Cheese without the animatronic animals. <laughs> no, they got rid of the animatronic animals. They don't have Chuck any? E. Cheese. No, they don't. I was Aww. actually there last weekend. Oh No. No robotic Chuck E. Cheese. Nothing? I love I love it how like Tristan was like, "Why are kids so into Chuck E. Cheese?" And I'm like, "Shut up!" Because like <laughs> six months ago, you were like all over Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, he's he's uh, over Chuck E. Cheese. He was or, over or that day. He was over Chuck E. Cheese the first ten minutes he was there. 
Really? Five hours later, he was still at ah, Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, okay. And still did not want to leave Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, okay. Right? There you go. Like, yeah, he's there you go. He's to think he's cool. And it's like, you're, no. Esa da no existe en inglés. The of the coin? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Nobody says, like, oh, he has the age of the coin. Like, <laughs> what to use la edad la peseta? Like, what age range? Yeah, to me, it's five. No. Older? To me, la edad la peseta is like, is like preteen. Oh, really? Yeah. So we have different pesetas. Yes. To me, it's preteen. Listeners, what is, what is your uh, peseta? Because to me, it's like, it's that moment right before they become really annoying as teenagers where they're still kind of manageable. So it's like 10 to 12. Right, that everything is a battle. <laughs> right, everything's a battle. So. Love is a battlefield. Uh, I was just thinking of Pat Benatar. <laughs> La peseta that does have no translation. It has no translation because coin. Well, peseta is coin, but is it a particular coin? No, I don't remember. I just think it's una peseta. Like una peseta is just like a coin. A coin. Okay, un kilo. Or yeah. is that a moneda? <laughs> That's moneda. Wait, That's why I'm thinking. What it, is peseta? I, I think peseta's a. I think peseta's a nickel. Is it? I think do at least any, at least in Cuba. Do we have any listeners that are good? Pe- I pe- think peseta. P e s e t a. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well. <laughs> it doesn't come up? The, 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 the Google. The definition is the basic monetary unit of Spain. Well, yes, the, la peseta española. But I, I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we're going to go with coin. And I don't know why it became the age of coin when you're just being a pesado. The age the of ass. coin in Spain. Right. Like, I understand it's pesado. Like, because you're being un pesado. I get that that's where it comes from, essentially. You're being a heavy. You're being a heavy, yes. <laughs> I, that's like the other day. Where did that come from? Eres un pesado. What does that mean? You're a heavy. You're a heavy. I, that's the other day I was just thinking. Uh, the the stock market mm-hmm. in Spanish it's um, la bolsa de valores la bolsa de valores the bag of the uh, bag of values uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a thrift shop or like a shop and save where you, know? you where you go and you pay like five dollars for a big ass bag and you throw everything you can in Tuesday it. is our bag of values <laughs> discount sale <laughs> yeah like bag of values. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh you know what was that reminded me of uh when i was in my early 20s i had a co-worker of mine very very good friend of mine um who she loved 
salsa music. Mm-hmm. And she actually even went to Salsa Lovers. Okay, is so Salsa she, Lovers still around? I believe it is. I just don't know where. And she loved salsa music. And she was like total white girl okay but you know but she was fun she she had she had the right attitude about like learning salsa she's like i know i'm never gonna be great but i'm gonna try and have have fun fun right 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 and she loved the song no le pega la negra and one day she's like as we all do she's like darian what does this mean oh you have to translate no i was like it's a song about slavery (laughs) don't hit the black girl and it's a song about slavery and she was like what? And I'm like, Grupo Nietzsche. It's Grupo Nietzsche, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's Jocarroyo. Jocarroyo? I think so. Okay. Um, I'm going to look at it. And I'm now. like, I, I, yes, it's a very troubled, lyrically, it's a very troubled song. <laughs> although it's a dance floor anthem it is, among like, the Latin community. You put that thing on and people will just be like, Jo Arroyo. Jo Arroyo. Not jo, where, where, where is he from? Arroyo where is he the- from? Oh, Joe Arroyo, where's Joe? Where's Joe from? Let's see. Okay, well now I now it says that Safari cannot open, so you know. Let's see where, where we're gonna go. This is another. There's a lot of. He's learning. he's Colombiano. He's Colombiano. All right. I knew that that the the from Cartagena creator of that song was Colombian, um, and I'm like, yes, it has very grim lyrics, but somehow in Latin America, this is you know. Listen, the bop of bops. Listen, just you just because you're educating people doesn't mean you have to be a downer. It's funny because I remember being in my probably 20s at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, No Le Pega La Negra is one of these songs that you just listen to and listen to and listen to. And then to, one day. To every Noche Buena and every right. Quinces and every right. wedding. And, every and then one day you, you stop to, and listen and to the lyrics. And then one day, right, I was like, oh my God. Like, yep. this is what these lyrics say. This is awful. Like, this is, it's a very tragic tale. So, yeah, when she asked me that, I'm like, oh, no. Like, well, no, that's like that song. I forget who sings it now. Uh, Simone. Oh, about is that she's mm-hmm. transgender? Well, I don't know if he's transgender or just became a drag queen, but it's about a about a kid who's gay, becomes a drag queen, and dies no, of AIDS. No, I, think, I think Simone, he mm-hmm. was transgender. Like, he became a trans woman. Like, I think it was oh, just think, a drag queen. You think so? Yes, like we're having here in a... Okay. A no, whole... no, no. Because like again, it's one of those things where like because of the time, the time it came out. That's why sometimes I don't know if they meant transgender or drag queen. Because you know, a lot of times, like just in the context of when something was written and and created, they may not have had the verbiage necessarily. You know what? That's true. Because I remember in a show that Cristina, mm-hmm. she uh, loved using the word trambesti. Yes. Well, that was that was the term, right? But trambesti was, I think, a Okay, it's back in the early nineties. Historically, the time historically, of Cristina, yes, yes, they used to call trambesti, right, right. And looking back on it now, the way that it was used back then, which clearly was incorrect, right. was to refer to both drag queens at that, and at that time and, they and used to say trans, trans people, transsexual, yeah. right. But what they would say is a trans woman and a drag queen, which are not the same, right? Thing. They, they would interchange, right? Exactly, they would yeah. interchange. Yeah, man, Cristina had a lot of episodes about trambesti mm-hmm. because. That would be the only time I would probably ever mostly hear that word. And I heard that word a lot. Between her and Maria Laria Cara. Like, like, every other... Listeners, one of you should do some type of YouTube and just give us, a, give us a tally. Cristina, give us a tally. Trambesti, Maria Laria Cara Cara Trambesti. You know, like, mm-hmm. man, like, they had a lot of it. They really did. They did. 
I'm just gonna put it out there into the universe. If any of you listeners know how we can get in touch with Cristina Saralegi, please let us know because we would love to have her on the show. Yeah, she she's somebody that she, of course, she has to have so many stories. Oh yeah, so many stories because if you really think about it, and and I think that this is something that like a lot of times when people like her who had such a successful run and were around for so many years, I guess you, you can make the same argument of Oprah. But with her, especially with the Latin market, there's so many subjects that she hit that were taboo. That like, yeah, more so, especially than, in the Hispanic because she was it. Yeah, like Oprah market. may have done something, but yeah. Donahue maybe also did it, and yeah. Sally Jesse. Um, and it, I mean, there were so many things yeah. that she talked about, and people would like freak out. And then there was, you know, just Talia with her happiness. <laughs> Estoy feliz, Cristina, muy feliz. Acabo de terminar de grabar Marimar. Oh my god, she was always happy on Cristina. Man, we're making a lot of old references in this episode. We're we're we're, we're enjoying our our, our 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 age, shall we say? Remember old school Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when she did that duet with Britney Spears S and M? Man, I was like in elementary school. Like oh. Well, if you think about I it. I know. I know, but I don't want to. That song is over 10 years old. If you were in second grade when that song yeah, came right. out, you'd be in college now. That's true. Oh. Yeah. The other day at the gym, they were playing Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh. That came out in 2000. Mm. I looked it up. That's the only reason It I was 2000? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's I thought it was the, before, but no. No, that's from the Stankonia album. Yeah. And I was like, That man. also had... You know what other? Remember what other song that had? Hey. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo-hoo. I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I, you know what I love? What if Tremaine Dupree wrote that about? You Janet know what I too? love? I love when they, MTV did the uh, Janet Jackson icon, uh-huh. and they came out. That's how she came out to that song. Oh, okay. And, and I don't remember singing to her. So. Aww. Another old reference. Another but, old reference. Okay, let's let's get modern now. Shall we? Shall we get a little like, you modern? Know it's totally old school. Like whatever <laughs> happened to like? Oh, Megan Trainer. Like, <laughs> you know, Megan Trainer at this point has been around for almost ten years too. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I was in elementary school too when, <laughs> I, when Megan Trainer came out. <laughs> I el otro día when when uh, you know CNN was doing all of their the performances. Um, you know, the, the, all the, the singing, the artists performing all across the U.S. for Fourth of July and whatever. Medio not with the B fifty twos. Why? What happened? They're old. They're on their fine. They're, they're on their farewell tour. Okay. Fred Schneider looked. How like, old are they? They have to be in their seventies. They have to be. How old were they when Love Shack came out? They were probably older than we think they were. Yeah. Because the B fifty twos is one of those for a while. right? Because Rock Lobster came out in like what nineteen eighty, I think late seventies. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, but like, I just felt bad. Like it was just one of those things where like Fred Schneider thought I told the asshole. Cindy Wilson was like just standing on a corner, like with her eyes closed, trying to stay on key. Kate Pearson, God bless her, was still like doing a little shimmy, you know, <laughs> her, her little flakito dress. But it's like. It just made me sad. Yeah, so their first their first single was actually in 79. Okay, so it's been about 42, 43 years. It'll be because it, it, in July, so actually July 6th. So so if they were 30 when they came out, they'd be in their 70s. Right. Fred Schneider. No, Fred Schneider is the same age as my father, 71. 
Yeah. They'd be 70, 172. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, I feel bad. Oh, Kate, uh, Kate Pearson is older. She was born in 48. So she's 74. She's 74. And she was the most active one on that stage. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's like everything, right? Like, I, nowadays, when I think of somebody in their 70s, I don't think of them as somebody old. You no, know? but... But I think the problem with the B-52s is that the B-52s have such a youth... I don't even know the whimsical... Whimsical, image, right, 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 yes. That, that doesn't always translate when you're older. Right. Because then what happens is that when you're older and you have that whimsical image, you look like a caricature. A caricature. caricature. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. That's why. Good luck, Jojo Siwa. Right. Um, but then but, there's but, some people who could pull it off because, look, I think Cher can still pull it off. But the thing is that Cher was never about being whimsical. Cher was just about being Cher. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she looks like Cher. Right. Cher's her own category. (laughs) (laughs) There's R&B, hip-hop, pop, country, Cher. Like, it's just the way it works. I don't make the rules. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because it's just, there's, (laughs) but am I wrong? But yeah, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Like, they've always been, it's very like, you know, like, fun, hippie, woo, look at us. You know, like, they're they're like if Lisa Frank became a band. Oh, my God. (laughs) But am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and they just look... And then also the thing age. of... The, no, on top of that, they were performing here in Fort Lauderdale, Afuera en el Sol. Oh. So, like, los pobre. No, and Cindy Wilson was wearing from, like, a turtleneck. No, and, and also, like, their image is part of their shtick. Because, for example, <laughs> right. if you look like Queen, like, a band like Queen, yes, I know they have Adam Lambert as their But even he's kind now. of doing the... the I mean, that's Adam's shtick as well, but he's kind of doing the Freddy for 2020 shtick. Right, but what I'm saying is that a band like Queen was never about the image. It was about the music. Right. You could even make that argument about my favorite band, like U2. U2. Although U2's younger. They're in their, they're in their early 60s. Okay, um, but still, I mean... But, but U2, it was never about like their, their image insofar as like... The way that Bono looked, you know, they weren't like a hair band, right? Or, right. Um, they're more about like the stage and like right. all that. Um, but the B fifty twos is, you know, yeah, yeah. If Kate, if Kate Pearson showed up with like you know just brown hair, yeah. Okay, like, again, let's why talk bother? About something more modern because <laughs> you know, again, this is date. I mean, the B fifty twos aren't even of our time. <laughs> that's true. That's pre us. Do you like Love Shack? Do you really like that song? I do, insofar as it's a fun song. And you know, like when if you're out and you're like at a wedding and they play it, you know, it's happy, yeah, it's that, fun. That's one of those songs that right, if you're in a wedding or in a party and they play Love Shack, you're all like Tin Roof Rust. Right. Would I ever listen to that song in my car or on my own? No. Probably not. No. Probably not. Right. That's a that's a sing along song. Right. And that's another song they have Rome. Rome. That's what they opened with. They they sang that and then they sang Love Shack. It's a pretty song. Yeah. Because, you know, who doesn't want to roam? Well, at least, you know, they didn't sing Everybody Hurts. Oh, I mean, no, that's no. not their song, but, you know. No, she's Shiny Happy People. That's one with R.E.M. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it's just her. Because it's R.E.M. featuring Kate Pearson. It's not featuring B-52s. Right, but... See, right, see, see, when, no, no, when no. that right. song came on and we were like seven, right. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen, I don't know what you were listening to at the cafetorium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music they played at Cyprus in the cafetorium. Yeah, the cafetorium. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe instead of the B-52s, you had the A-15s. I don't know. No. What we played in the cafetorium was a lot of New Kids on the Block and Debbie Gibson. 
Oh, yeah. Do you know that when in our fifth grade graduation, somebody won tickets to go see the new kids on the block? Wow. Yeah. Coño. That was like the big. That's a big prize. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Be, I, that would, I'd be happy with that prize now too. Yeah, and now the people that are in college <laughs> were like, "Yeah, um, I uh, won tickets to go see, uh, yeah, Rihanna, who, who was in her, you know, yeah. first album, you know, her first tour, Music of the Sun, right? You know, the old school Rihanna. <laughs> oh, do you think we're gonna have like you know old school Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, <laughs> but it creeps up on you. Because, it does. Look, look, for example, I mean, my Beyonce. Beyonce's been around already for 23, 24 years. Yeah. Because Destiny's Child came out in like 98. Right. So do the math. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, oh, good times. Good times. Machine Gun Kelly football one. <laughs> do you not care for Mr. Gun Kelly? Let's keep on. Let's <laughs> move, move it right along. It's because he's with Megan Fox. Let's move it right along. <laughs> Real and fancy free. So I actually wanted to bring something up, um, which is so left left field from where we're at now. Um, I saw an article the other day that talked, that, well, it was actually the Miami Herald. And they were talking about how for all of its metropolitanness and blah, 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 how Miami was a difficult city to make friends in. Mm-hmm. And they were... And they were going to have like a panel to talk about and how you can meet people. You know, that whole spiel and this and that and the other. And I have to say, I don't disagree right. with, 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 with that. Like, I mean, I found it easier to meet people in New York than here. And I've lived here my entire life. Yeah. Like. What I, were the factors? So they said that a lot of the, 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 a lot of the factors were things like, you know, uh, transiency. So, like, a lot of people, which it's, it's always something funny for me to hear because, again, as people who were born and raised here, who our whole family is here, who, you know, we've been friends for X amount of years. It's always funny to me when I hear people be like, no, because Miami's just a very transient city. And I'm like, no, you mean Brickle is. Like, it, it, don't say Miami because Kendall, they've been there for years. Yes. Um, so, th- things like that. Also, the fact that people are, it's, it's a lot of image consciousness. <laughs> and so, that prevents people from, from connecting Miami where you live in an efficiency but you drive a BMW well yes but I told you why right why well because if it comes down to it you can't drive your house but you can live in your car that's true <laughs> I mean at the end of the day although that efficiency is getting very expensive <laughs> that efficiency I feel yeah. that like <clears throat> I mean look I it's, it's, I also think there's 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 here the culture is very I don't mean to interrupt you but I also think there's something to be said about people and this goes back to like public transportation and 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 like everything is so spread out that I just think it's it takes more coordination for people to meet up and make plans. I, I think it's different tiers. Like for example, I think that it it, it, it this is a, a I agree with it. I agree mm. with the statement that here it's hard to to make friends, but I think it's it's not one reason. I think it's a multi-layered and multi-pronged answer and different mm. reasons why. Because, for example, I think, first of all, if you are, if you live in the hyphen, as they call it, you're Cuban-American, right, you're right, Peruvian-American, right. you're Colombian-American, you're, you're Venezuelan-American, right. you're whatever, right, Filipino, right, right. Dominican-Puerto Rican. If you were born and raised here, you have a different, it's a different culture than somebody who was raised there, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we always say. 
We're Cuban-American. We're very proud of our heritage. But we don't have nothing. We don't have much in common from somebody who was born and raised in Cuba. Right. Somebody who shows right. up tomorrow. Somebody, somebody right. right now that, you know, that is our age or grew up in age Cuba. Ad- right. adjacent who grew up in Cuba comes here now. We don't have anything in common with them. Right. So now that shrinks our demographic. Right? right. And that's the same for each each nationality. Okay. So, so now, now there's like the Miami factor. Right. Okay. okay. So we were raised in Miami. Okay. So we have that in common. Right. Right. But now then. But it also depends di- on the neighborhood. There's different factions of that too. Because Miami is also a very, it's like a city of extremes. Right. You know, you have your people that are like, you know, like what you were talking about. You no, know, we drive the BMW, man. And, you know, and life is good. Right. And we go out and we get crunk. We go to we get, 11 every weekend. We go to 11 every weekend, you know. Right. And, and then, okay, okay, that's not me. Um, <laughs> but then you have the people that's like, oh, bro, we're going to go party every weekend. We're about South Beach. Okay, that's not me either. Okay, um, okay, no, we're going to head up to, I don't know, Fort Lauderdale. And we're going to, okay, that's not me either. Uh, so then you start like, taking out you keep shrinking right you keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking another thing also i think and this depends on again who you are Mm. is that for example i've always (laughs) i've always been a lot more open-minded and liberal Mm -hmm. if you will than most of my contemporaries and most of my peers Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna and it's not even now of the climate we're in now but i generally wouldn't so much associate with people that are like very, very, very conservative, just or cerrado, very cerrado. Generally, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be me either, and right. it's not even a criticism of them. It's, it's just they who you would are. probably say the same thing about me. Okay, that wouldn't be me either, and so like you keep like breaking it down and breaking it down and breaking it down, mm-hmm. and then yes, then you find yourself that there's not a lot of people that are. They they're out there they're out there but then when you bump into them it's like oh you know it's I think unicorn. also I think also another different thing especially if you were raised here and I I think this is, is very it's huge is the public school versus private school mentality oh for sure and it's not even a criticism of people that went to private schools it's just different but it's a very different mentality it's just different of people that went to public schools it, it's very different yeah I see that a lot actually with Jose and like his nieces because they. I mean, they like all they were they were born and then they just put the uniform on them. Right. Um, and like I see the way that they talk and interact and it's everybody knows and they're like even amongst like with with their parents, it's like, no, because you remember Fulanita, and it's like my parents barely remember you. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? And it's like, they talk about like all these people and they all know each other. And it's like, and I'm like, I, that's such a foreign world to me. Right. And I think the whole public school, private school thing is that they, I, I think you know i'm i was not we're the product of public school. schools um it, they run very much in circles it's like this is our circle and these are our people and right. historically that's true you're very much in that circle so mm-hmm. and again it's not a criticism of it but i think that that really has an influence and an effect on growing up you know, right. in who you associate yourself right. with. Not always, because we have very good friends that are went yeah. to p- uh, private school. But I think that again, it, it's a, it's another faction on top of another faction right. on top of another faction. You know, and so on and so forth. So, it, it, yeah. Do, it, do you think though that people here are just generally more closed off to to meeting new people? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think people I, always I do. think you want they want you want something. Yeah. You have ulterior motives. 
<laughs> I love that you said it that way. <laughs> love Wait, that you said it that way. What episode of Repasso you say is that? Um, I can't remember right now. He's like, you have altilio motives. They think you have, you know, maybe you want to get in their... Whatever. Un whatever yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to sell them, you know, I don't Herbalife. know. Herbalife. Huh? Herbalife. Oh my God. That's another faction. <laughs> That's another... If any of our listeners sell Herbalife <laughs> and would like to come on Pero Let Me Tell You to talk about your experience with Herbalife, please contact us at Pero Let Me Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know. I just think I just think that could be a Hangiando series. Oh, that could be that could be a mini series, is what that could be. But I just think that, you know, I think there's that. I think people here are a little closed off. And I think it's it's a lot of what you said, you know, the many the reasons you said. But then, but then I think people here are very homogenized, and I'll tell you why. But even people who are not from here become homogenized. It's it's it's, it's very it's homogenized bizarre. because, for example, I've had friends in different places, and I had friends, for example, in Boston that like they knew people from Iran and from yeah. you know a, a, from a Lebanon and knew people who were Jewish and knew people right. who were from Islam, you know that were Islam and knew people from South Africa and knew people like. Right. You name it, you know, in all different cultures and stuff. See, I remember, you know, it will be something like, wow, like, okay, my friend so-and-so can't eat this. So, but, yeah. you know, but because they eat the, And just, like, different cultures, different, different awareness, which right. I think a lot of times when you're not exposed to that, even if you're not an ignorant person... When you're not exposed to that, you're not exposed to You don't it. know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And then, you know, the thing also with Miami is that, yes, there's a lot of differences between different Latin American cultures. We're not a monolith. We we, we say that over and over right. again. But at the end of the More day... More similarities and differences. But at the end of the day, we are all from Latin America, so we do have commonality. Right. So We get it. So it's, it's, it's sort of a homogenized form in a way, right? Um... So I, I think, yes, people here tend to be more homogenized, whether it's because, again, we all have Latin American roots or because just Miami itself is a culture. So become Miami, Miami, Miamiized, Miamiized, right? Yeah, it's a culture. I would so, say, you know, I just don't do the you. I'm sorry. What do you mean the you? The Speaking from the person who went to the oh, um, oh, I, oh, well, I don't either, so. Well, you should. <laughs> That's where I went to school, and that it was lovely, and I had a nice education, met some good friends there, and. You moved on. And I moved on, yeah. Like, I. My best years were not high school. My best years were not college. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I'm not one of these people who wistfully. You know that my best years were. Really? My best years were my college years. I had. I was in a good... Well, no, let me rephrase that. What I mean is I'm not one of these people who is all wistful of like, you know, oh, college was... No, for me, for me, the the college years, I was in a great place financially because I was living at home with my parents and had a great job. I would try, I would, I would always joke that I would take an international vacation, a domestic vacation and a cruise. That's right. (laughs) I was in a great place personally. I had, was in a great place with like friendships like it was a great time and then you know law school ruined everything well again i'm not saying that it was bad for me but what i mean is i'm not that person you know there are people who were just like you know oh the best days of my life no matter what was you know 
high school. The best no, days no, of my no, life was my, college. My college. I'm years, not that boy. My college years were good, not because I was in college. It's just that what happened during those, those years. Years were good. La casualidad. Yeah, yeah. Those years. I mean, I even went on TRL. <laughs> Taking them back. If it done. <laughs> Dating ourselves. Dating ourselves again. Whatever. But I shared the moment with Jamie Lynn Sigler. That's true. Once TRL three times. <laughs> three times? I, yes. And I remember... This is so wrong. This is so, so wrong. I... You know you know how... No, I even think our listeners know at this point. How I am with my confidence. I'm not you. Right? <laughs> I'm Mr. Demure. Leave me alone. Don't look I'm at me. I'm very demure. Don't how look dare at me. You? Like, why are you looking at me? Like... <laughs> and I remember... One of the times that we were at TRL, and this was like the one they did in Key West, yeah. so it was a beach one, that we were all in line, and then they came, and they go, you, 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 and they picked me. I don't think you were in that one. They picked me to be one of the people that was on stage. Oh, no. I only went to the one, and it wasn't that That one. was on stage by like their makeshift pool. Right, right, right. Right, and everybody else was in the general audience, and I was like, did they just pick me to be on stage? Is it would be? Is it because I'm wearing a Mossimo shirt? It's because I'm wearing a Mossimo shirt. It's because you were just a hot little piece of college <laughs> Mentira, ass. Not Mossimo, no fear, no fear. Oh, no fear, no fear no shirt. Fear. It's because of that, right? So it's like I made, I made the cut. You made. <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of the documentary of Left Eye. Yeah, oh, Lisa. Oh. Whoever caught that reference, <laughs> you are of a certain age. And I remember that, that this was. The TRL that I went to at Key West, that that day... We Weren't they all in Key West uh, when they did the spring break here or the summer yeah. or whatever it was? Um, but I remember that that day, I was at the taping of TRL, mm -hmm. but after they were going to do a taping of the Mandy Moore show. And that's where I wanted to go. I was like, <sighs> I want to be in the audience of the Mandy Moore show. Like... Damn it. We could have been had a Mandy connection. And this was like, you know, Candy Mandy. <laughs> Which is how she refers to herself and uh, that era, is, yes. Musically is like the Mandy I don't care about. But, but it was Mandy Moore. But, it's Mandy, but it was Moore. Mandy Moore. <laughs> wow, she must have been like, what, 14 then? She was like 12. You know? She was like in middle school. <laughs> she was doing those Neutrogena commercials. Her you remember Rebecca Gayhart doing those Neutrogena that's what, commercials? That's what she became famous for. Rebecca Gayhart? She started doing those before she became Rebecca Gayhart. Wasn't she on 90210? After she did the Neutrogena commercials. Oh, really? So yeah. It wasn't the other way around? No, she did. She was a Neutrogena girl, and then that led to other Oy, things. Extraño. <laughs> this is a great topic. Wait. This is okay, so random. Okay, I was random. about to say, que extraño, they didn't reboot 90210, but what I did. finished thinking about that <laughs> sentence, like, they did. <laughs> they now, did. That's when, what's his name, died? Uh, Luke Perry. Well, no, they rebooted it twice. There, yeah. there was a, a reboot series on the CW for five, four or five seasons. Right, but that was like okay, but that was like the new with another. It was cast. it was another cast, but it was a continuation in the same continuity because in the first season, uh, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, and Shannon Doherty were in it. Right, but the one that I'm talking about was, was the later, right, 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 that, right. That's when they were playing versions of themselves. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I like that one. It was fun. Something different. I I feel that that's one of those shows that just couldn't make it now, because I feel that. Well, they're making teen shows now, so it's not like they're they're kind right, of but they're making visiting the formula. Okay, but they're. I think that what made those characters interesting in nine hundred two one zero was the way that the 
different types of characters and their different backgrounds handled social issues at that time. Right. Right. I think that as adults now, oh, right. it wouldn't be... Because let's say we continued these characters. Right. Where is right? Kelly now or whatever. Right. Right, right. I don't think it would be as interesting right. because now you're relying on the character. Whereas then, yes, you were relying on the character, but it was with the set of issues that you go through as a teenager right. or a young adult. Like, are they going to go through menopause now? So now it's like middle-aged Kelly. Like right. middle, so it's like, <laughs> well, that's why I thought that that take was interesting. Because it was, you know, the the, 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 the angle was, hey, we're going to redo the show. Come back. And it's like, you know, them as, like, themselves, you know, fictionalized versions of themselves. Right. So that could, at least that was something different. Because, because now... Because, like, what was one of, like, the most popular and funniest running gags there? Donna Martin graduates. Donna Martin graduates, yeah. So something like that, how do you translate that to a... Because they're all way older than us. Like, a 50-year-old yeah, some Donna 50s, Martin. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Mahoencito is Brian Austin Green, right? And even he's like forty nine, right? So, yeah, that's a show. That's why I, there's some shows that just. That's why I really think Friends did the right thing in doing a career retrospective. You know, with right. the cast together, because what people wanted to see was them together. That's it. Talking about the show. That's all. That's I, what I wanted to see. That's what I need. Right. Yeah. And I think with nine hundred two one zero, I but I believe they've done that already. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that ship sailed. Listen, Tori Spelling just needs money. <laughs> she could write another book. I don't know. I mean, and this is by her own admission. She's like, I'm not good with money. <laughs> she says it. It's like, well, you know, if you admit it, then. <laughs> well, she did grow up in Spelling Manor. or That's true. That's true. But her mom had a, you know, two, not one, but two gift wrapping rooms. Yeah, but if you have a gift wrapping room, at least learn a trade. Whatever. Anyway, you know, during Christmas. Is it soda time? It is soda time. Isn't that what we do every week? Yeah. You know, give or take. So I know what who I want to give my last soda to. How about so it? So it's it's a commendable story that turned even greater. So okay. there is this employee called Kevin Ford, and he worked in Burger King for twenty seven years. Or, or worked, has worked in Burger King for 27 years. And he never missed a day of work in 27 oh, wow. years. Never called in sick. Never missed a day of work. Damn. Yes. So when this 27th anniversary came, Burger King gave him like a backpack and movie tickets. That's it? Yes. And his granddaughter. For never missing a day. Yes. His granddaughter became very upset. And she just went, I forget which social it was, whether it was Instagram or, I was going to say Kit Kat. Uh, <laughs> they gave her a break. Yes. Yeah. Um, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Um, or do you know Snapchat is still around? It's there, I'm sure. Right. So is MySpace technically. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, But anyway, she went on one of the socials and was saying like, look, you know, I don't want anything. I just think that my grand my grandfather should have been acknowledged a little bit better than, yeah. you know, a stupid backpack and movie tickets for not missing a day of work. Right. For 27 years. Well, they set up a GoFundMe and he they raised over $300,000. So, yes, sir. So, Mr. Wow. Kevin Ford, you deserve that. I'm glad that, you know, people did the right thing. And wow. you know what? This soda is for you. So, now you have a soda and $300,000. And he works at BK, so the soda is a fountain soda. Exactly. And we know how good fountain soda is. They are much better. What is it about the magic? But you know the thing about fountain sodas? The syrup. No, it's that 
they could be they are amazing but just one little thing yes. off and they're such a disappointment when they're great they're great but that's it when they're bad it's like Ugh. yeah I'm that person at the convenience I'm like esta Coca-Cola está mala yeah like come and ramp it up <laughs> yeah and, and, and it doesn't matter something is wrong you can never Actually, put your finger in the it the other day it. I was at 7-Eleven and that happened and I wanted I wanted a big gulp with extra ice con el calor que con el calor que había yeah. I wanted a nice cold fountain soda and when I got to 7-Eleven, they were all like flat. They were all Ugh. watery. You know that yeah, brown yeah, water yeah, yeah, comes yeah. out. And I, but I wanted a big gulp. That is what I wanted. And I tell the lady, and that's her signature thing too. I'm like, I mean, come on, can you? I'm the machine is gone. It's not working. <laughs> so I'm like, can can, you say like can I get a bottle of like Coke or whatever? Right. And just give me the cup. And she's like, yeah, yeah, come on, I'll give you the cup. Because I wanted to drink it from the big gulp cup. Oh, and you I wanted did. to have the experience. Did. You did. Well, there you go. All right. So my last soda, um, my last soda, I'm actually going to give it to Los Angeles County. Oh. But I'm going to read a story. Okay. And you will, which ends with why La- Los, Los Angeles, Angeles County. County as the county, the people, mm-hmm. or the government? I'm going to go with yes. Because all, all I have is this post that I'm going to read. So I, I... Sure. Okay. So... In 1912, black Californians, Charles and Willa Bruce, bought a small slice of Manhattan Beach real estate for about $1,200, okay, $1,200, Manhattan Beach real estate, 1912. They built a resort for fellow black families in the area who found themselves unwelcome at whites-only beaches. They even rented out bathing suits and sold snacks. And they were almost immediately subjected to racist attacks. Of course. Everyone from neighbors, the police, the city council, and even the good old clan, tried to close the beach down. The city even imposed 10-minute parking limits near the beach to try and discourage visitors. Wow. And finally, in 1924, the Manhattan Beach City Council just seized the property entirely, offering the Bruces a fraction of their asking price. Well, today, and this was posted about like a day ago, today... The, that stretch of oh, beach. Oh, I did read about this. I did read about this. Yes, yes. <laughs> that go, stretch go, of go. that stretch of beach is worth about twenty million dollars. Again, we're talking Los Angeles, Manhattan Beach, and the Los Angeles County just voted to finally return it yes. to the Bruce's descendants. Absolutely amazing. Good that job. I mean, that is like you know you hear so much shitty news on a daily basis, right? And it's yeah. and and history sucks, you know, so many times. But sometimes we get it right. It takes yes. a while. Yes. It takes a while, but sometimes we, we get that, it right. I, I did read about that earlier this week or a few days ago. And um, that's 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 a great story. That That's... I mean, there's so many stories like that, right? That don't have that ending. That don't have that ending. That Even that we don't know about. Oh, and we never will. Yeah. And we never will because... It was maybe never told to the descendants, yeah. you know, because por el la vergüenza or you know the the just feeling of I don't want to talk about it and and that type of when thing. When you were reading that, it reminded me, and and I really um, another learned part of the show. I really recommend one of the most not eye opening, but just one of the the most sort of thoughtful or thought provoking in the sense that it really really makes you think about things books that I've read in a long time is Cast by Is- mm-hmm. uh, Isabel Wilkerson. Who was I talking who was talking about that the other day? Was it you? 
I read that book. I've read it one and a half times. I read the whole book. It was you. You were, were um, after Pim Pampoyo. Yes. I read it completely. And then that book is just so full of like historical like little nuggets that mm -hmm. like then I went back and like skimmed through some of the parts that I wanted to, you know, that really um, I enjoyed reading about in terms of like historical, you know. Mm -hmm. ish, uh, things and um it, it's something that i really recommend people to read because it, it talks about the the ideology of caste on how technically we are one race which is the human race right and how humanity has created all these castes and all these subgroups uh, subgroups and this and that to divide people and do a hierarchy of people right i think when we were talking about it the other day i was saying that the word outcast yes me comes from India, where they the have caste the caste system, and still to some, this day, right? till this day, and some people are so low in down the caste that they're not even in the caste. They've been they're not. Caste. They're not in the hierarchy. They're an outcast. Yeah. So um, again, when you, that's sort of like cafetorium. There when you <laughs> read that, you're like, oh my god, that is <laughs> that is where this the origin of this, right. and that book is it's really. And it's an incredible book that I really recommend people reading because um, you have. I mean, I, I would imagine somebody who reads that book already has an open mind. But it, again, it's it's sort of telling to read this and and see what certain people have been put through in terms of the ringer and how other people went. So, just like for example, in cast, they talk about how like different community pools here in the United mm -hmm. States. It doesn't only talk about the United States. <laughs> right, but right, right. For example, here in the United States, like certain community pools had to be, um, the like they were open for the summer. Mm -hmm. And then the only time black people could go in the pool was on the last day. Oh yeah, like they had like a Negro day. Or right, type of because thing, yeah. then after the pool was closed and they would drain it and clean it. Right. Right? And that's the type of stuff that it's like, Oh my God. And like they tell, she says this story. I, I forget the man's name of this um, little league uh, team that won. And the black kid on the team who eventually went on to be a famous baseball player who I. Blanking right so now. Upset, I can't remember his name. When they won the, the little league championship, the team went to celebrate at a pool. Hmm. And they wouldn't allow the little boy in. And the coach even talked to the people and were like, right. you know, we just won. Can we please, you know, we don't want to, you know, exclude him and whatever. And you know what they let him do? They got everybody out of the pool and they let him go on a, like a little flotation device where he wouldn't touch the water and they let him go around the pool once. And I'm like, that's worse. Like, oh my God. Like, these aren't things that surprise you because you right. know that this happens. Right. But when you read about it, you know, and you're right. talking about like a specific example. It's like, and this is what people went through and continue to a certain extent go through. Not only here and around the world, but you know, including Bhutan. So Full just circle. tie it on to you know, nice little bow, nice so, little bow. Well, I feel there was a lot of learning in this episode, there which was. is always good. There was. So. Before we leave, though, I just want to remind people that we are going to be doing trivia at Beat Culture on Wednesday, July 13th. So if you're listening to this, that we will be there at Beat Culture about 7:15, 7:30, give or take. Um, so you know, hope to see you all there. Yep, and um, well, we have another ping pong boy, but you'll hear about that. Yeah, later. that's that's gonna be the twenty third of July, 23rd. but we'll remind you. But um, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your pastelito and your croqueta and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. That was episode 
two eleven. Yes, it was. I was gonna say one twelve. <laughs> Peaches and cream. Uh, <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.